0: But you know when you get ready to worship it's not just about your heart and of what you want to receive from God what you're willing to open up about but it's about the words of the song and today as I've been praying Lord just lead us to your throne room, and as you come before God Now's your time to just let go. Let go. Let go of everything that's in your thoughts. Let go of everything that's in your mind. And let God take control. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. Oh, Thank you. we Thank you. to me. beyond or measure, Man. and at his feet, peace of mind can still be found.
1: Thank you, Miss Ramona, and Miss Kathy. You may be seated a moment. Everybody doing okay today? Nobody mad or upset? Well, that's a miracle. I'm going to minister this morning on a title, "Let Go and Let God." And um, in the Bible this morning, we're going to we. we I love the Old Testament, so I preach a lot out of the Old Testament. But we're going to be talking about Abraham this morning. I want to share a couple of things that I got this morning. The Word, this right here, the Word, without the Spirit, is like your body without breath. This Word right here, it's all-powerful. But without the spirit to go with it is like your body without breath. We'll never have more of God until we get less of ourselves. That's true. We see this morning in Genesis the twelfth chapter, and you've heard this a lot, but we're gonna read this right here. Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country from your father and your father's house. To a land I will show you, and i make you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And you, all the families of the earth, shall be blessed. Let's pray. Father, for the next few moments of time, I pray that you make my tongue a tongue of a ready writer speaking the oracles of God. Every ear be a listening ear, and every heart receptive to what the Holy Spirit will do today. And we give you the praise and glory. And Jesus said, Amen. Now, we all know the story of Abraham, or at this point, Abram. And God came to him when he was 75 years old. And he said, I'm going to make you a great nation. He's already 75 years old, so he's probably wondering how we're going to figure this out. So he goes now, and he gets some help from Sarah, his wife. Now, the Bible says in in uh, verse thirteen I mean chapter thirteen, after God spoke to Abraham in Genesis twelve in Genesis thirteen the Bible says he was very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. so in a short period of time God had increased Abram to where he was very rich. and so God was truly blessing Abram. Now in the sixteenth chapter we see now that when God had spoke to him and he said that through him all the nations would be blessed, he would give him a son, he promised him a son. And so Sarah now is wondering how this is going to happen since he's already 75 years old. So Sarah now tries to help God like so many of us try to do. Sometimes we want to help God. God's not working fast enough or doing what we want to do. But now, Sarah, the Bible says in verse 16, that Sarah came to him, and since Abram had no children, she had a maid named Hagar. And so, Sarah said to Abraham, See now, the Lord have restrained me from bearing children. Go to my maid, and you shall have a child by her. Problem number one. He listened to his wife. So Abram now listens to to Sarah. and, And he goes to Hagar. And they have a child named Ishmael. Now. Hagar, I mean Sarah is trying to figure out is this the promised child because God had told Abraham through your your child it all the nations are going to be blessed. So now they're trying to figure this out. So they have this boy named Ishmael. Uh out of sin he's birthed. Now To show that God is so faithful, you're going to see in this passage, in, in, in this passage here, because God is so faithful and He had favor, had given favor to Abraham. There's one thing that you must understand. Favor is the most important thing you can have in this life. You can have all kinds of money, you can have all kinds of things, but without the favor of God you have nothing. Now Abraham had the favor of God operating in his life even though he was disobedient, God was still going to honor the favor that was put on Abraham's life. and so now he he, he comes here and and they have this boy named Ishmael. now in in Genesis the seventeenth chapter. The Bible says Abram was 99 years old, and the Lord appeared to him. I wonder wonder why he waited so long to get to him. He doesn't have this other boy, but he waits all of this time till he's 99, and he said, I am Almighty God. That word there, Almighty, means I'm El Shaddai. That word El Shaddai means I'm able to do whatever as you need done. And so he said, I'm going to make my covenant between me and you and multiply you exceedingly. Now, Abraham now is trying to figure this out. And then God said to Abraham in verse 15, Now for Sarah your wife, her name shall not be Sarai, but Sarah. And I will bless her and also give her a son by you. Then I will bless her, and she will be a mother of all nations. Abraham fell on his face and laughed. said, Shall a child be born of a man a hundred years old? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Abraham now is already questioning God again. Here he is a hundred years old. God comes to him, says, You're going to have one out of your loin, Sarai who is in her 90s is going to have a baby. That's going to be the promised child. Abraham now still questioned God, how it's going to happen. And then we see here now, and Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. So God is going to show Abraham how big he is, because he comes now and he says, No, Sarah, your your wife will bear a son and be called Isaac. Now, for the sake of time, I'm going to share this with you. What happened was here, we're going to see a very interesting thing happen. Abraham went to the maid, Hagar, and had a child. But because God is so faithful in his disobedience, God is still going to honor Ishmael because it come out of his loin. Now, he goes now and he cuts a covenant with Ishmael because he circumcises Ishmael. That was a sign of a blood covenant with Ishmael. Even in disobedience, God told Abraham, out of Ishmael will come twelve princes. Twelve nations will rise out of Ishmael because of the favor that was on your life. Now we know the problem in the Middle East today. Is a problem of Ishmael's descendants. That's the problem we have today. Out of the birth of a bastard child that God still honored. But he said, I'm going to make my covenant with you, Abraham. Now, it goes through and we see the story that, that uh, Abraham is on the, uh, down by the riverbank. And he is a 100 years old. And God spoke to him. And he said, Abraham. And Abraham said, yes. He said, now Abraham, tonight's the night. Well, y'all didn't get this. He comes and he says, now tonight is the night. Tonight is what? You're going to go to your old lady. And you're going to have the promised child come out of her. Now you can imagine Abraham is down by the riverbank. So you know what he did? He went down. He, he dipped in the water. He got cleaned up. And he put on that good uh, smelling stuff. And he walked into the tent. You know what happened? Isaac, the promised child, came. Because God is faithful. I'm telling you today, if God has spoken something to you, it may not have showed up yet, but I can tell you, honey, it's on the way. If God said it, it's going to happen. The devil in hell cannot stop it from happening. God will move in a desert to get you a miracle. So he comes to, to, to uh, Isaac. Isaac is born. Now this is very important. Abraham goes and he circumcises Isaac, a sign of the blood covenant that he had cut a covenant with God. He's already circumcised. He circumcises Isaac, symbolic of a blood covenant that God is going to honor. Over 2,000 years later, Jesus Christ goes to Calvary and sheds His blood as a covenant for you today. If you're a born-again child of God, you're a covenant seeker today. You're in the covenant of God today. That is your inheritance because of Jesus Christ and Calvary that God will honor what He says He will do. Now, we see now... That, that that we go and it comes to a point that I that Abraham has two sons. God comes back to Abraham and he says I'll tell you what you got to do. You got to let go of Ishmael. You got to kick Ishmael out of your house. And he said now I will still honor Ishmael But it's through Isaac that I'm going to perform the miracle of salvation. That's what happened. But what happened was Abraham had to get rid of his Ishmael. You know what an Ishmael is? The church today is full of people who still shacking up with Ishmael. Everybody sitting here today, including me, has got Ishmael's you need to get rid of. It's what keeps you from the fullness of God. There's things that keeps you from getting in to getting the fullness of God. And it's an Ishmael. It's something that was born out of disobedience. Well, I knew this wouldn't bring a lot of shout. But let me tell you something. Until you can get the Ishmael out of your house, God will not honor you. He will not bless you. we got people in the church that's living like hell, and they're wanting to get blessed on Sunday morning. You can't beat Bob with the devil on Saturday night and boogie with Jesus on Sunday morning. you got to get yourself straightened out. If you want God's blessing to bless God, you got to get right, spit white, and praise God. But we got so many people we're living on the fence. We're living with Ishmael and, and, and we want to say, Well, let, let me give you an example of what an Ishmael is. I know that you're probably asking me that. I'm going to give you seven Ishmaels that most people, well, I won't say most people, but a lot of people are living with right now. In in Proverbs the sixth chapter, here's what verse sixteen says in Proverbs. There are six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, pride. That's an Ishmael. People living in pride. Look at me. I'm supposed to do this. I've got to do this. You don't understand, Pastor. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do this. You know, you you, you know what? You know what the Christian's supposed to do? You're supposed to get in church, serve God, and be the best Christian you can be, and do whatever needs to be done we got everybody wants a wants a title. The hell with titles. The only title you need is born again. That's the only title that makes any difference. But we have pride that comes into the church. And what that does is when you get into pride, that's an Ishmael. And until you get rid of that, you know where you get rid of the pride? You get rid of the pride right here on the altar. But now we don't want no altars no more. I, 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 most churches don't even have an altar call. As long as i'm here, there'll be an altar in this church there'll be I'll be praying for people, bless God I don't care who it, who it hair lips or it hair lips a devil or whatever. It's time we get back to the altar of God. It's time we start seeking God, bless God, and we've got people to come to church want to live like hell and praise God on. I knew this ain't going to go over good. I know that i'll get some telephone calls on this, but you know what? I don't give a crap. And that was, you know, I'm praying this week, and I was praying this week, and and, and, and I, I really got I got relief on it. Let me tell you something. I'm 74 years old. I don't care where you like me or not. I said, I'm going to preach the Word in this church. I'm going to preach the truth in this church. And if you don't like it, you'll have to go down to the first church of the frozen chosen. We're going to have church, bless God. As long as I'm here, we're going to have church. I don't care what. You can get mad, get glad, whatever. Whatever. I tell you what's wrong with America because the, the so-called preacher of America, we got homosexuals, bisexual, trisexual, all kind of sexuals trying to preach the Word of God. Let me tell you something. A queer can't preach the Word of God because he don't believe the Word of God. We got backslidden preachers in America preaching to black backslidden pew people. Now let me tell you something: the Bible, the truth, will set you free. Amen. And it's that. Now I know y'all didn't, talk, and you out here on the TV screen. I know that I'm not going to get no likes on this sermon, but I don't care. You know what? I, I got to answer to God. And I got praying this week, and Lord told me this. He said, I want you to preach the truth, and I want you to tell them the truth, and if they don't like it, they'll have to go somewhere else. Let me tell you something. If a preacher does not step on your toes, he's not doing his job. no let me tell you something conviction is what'll get you convicted and and straighten up you know let I me mean? tell you something that'll there, be a, i'll have to answer to god what i preach right and i'll answer at a higher calling than, than you'll be god I'll i'll be held accountable for what i preach so whatever i'm going to preach the truth but here, here here's abraham and and, and he's got to get rid of some it rid of his ishmael Number two, a lying tongue. This is in Proverbs. He said, these things the Lord hate. Pride. A lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. What do you think that is? We've got millions and millions and millions of little babies that's gone out into eternity that's, that's been pulled from the mama's womb at five and six and seven. They've got, they've got a thing in Virginia now. The governor of Virginia ought to be strung up and, 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 and with a rope. They've proved abortion up to nine months. Can you imagine? Let me tell you something. A baby at six months old most is almost fully developed. But in America, we've sat back and we've let, let these gutless politicians tell us that it's a woman's right to choose. Let me tell you something. If you've if you got a right to choose to lay down in that bed and have sex, you've got a right to choose that baby, bless God. No, it's all right. We we, we, we we can boogie in the bedroom. But when they, they, they get up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning with her crying baby, it, it ain't so much fun then. Hands that shed innocent blood. That's an Ishmael. A heart that devises wicked plans. I had a, I, I'll had tell you this little story. She's gone to be the Lord now. She's one of the best little people we ever had. Miss Billy Haynes is our church many years ago. You know it's always good to have a church and have somebody that'll take up for you. Well, she took up for me. She's one of the few that really liked me. But I had a Jezebel in the church. And the Jezebel was trying to take over. And so... I was in my office one Sunday morning, and this Jezebel, Miss Billy, was in the in the uh, vestibule out there. And this uh, this Jezebel said, uh, and pointed to my office. I thought something was wrong for for about three or four weeks. I didn't live out here then. I lived another in Cross Plain, but when I would drive in the the parking lot, drive down the driveway. I got this feeling. It was It's the awfulest feeling I ever felt in my life. It's like, I'm so sick. And it was a tormenting spirit. I didn't know what it was. It was a, like a tormenting spirit. And this went on for like a couple of three weeks. I'd drive in the driveway and I'd get sick. I thought, what is going on here? Well, that Jezebel was praying against me. And she stood in that... Uh, vestibule and told Miss Billy you see that office in there I'm going to have that office Miss Billy she was about 5 foot 3 and 110 pounds she said told her over my dead body you know what Miss Billy said Well, I'm not going to use the words she said. She said, you get yourself on that road out there, and don't you ever come back to this church. You know what happened? That was on a Sunday. You know what happened? I drive into church on Monday morning. I feel like God just lifted everything off of me. Amen. But see, there is is devils out there that's trying to disrupt you and torment you. And you've got to watch out for them. Feet that are swift run into evil. A false witness who speak lies. And one who sows discord among the brethren. Those are seven Ishmaels that's in the church. I'm not saying it here, but I'm saying they put in the church to disrupt the church. Let me tell you something. We are going on. We we got to get rid of them, but for God to bless Abraham, he had to get rid of Ishmael. For God to bless you, now I'm on. I'm on it. Now I'm going to get. I'm going to help people get mad about this. I'm going to ask you this question. You say, "Well, I'm going to come up for prayer. I just think i will come up. Maybe I need prayer." But if you've got something in your life that ain't right, I've told you before here, we've had tremendous miracles happen in this church. But if you've got something in your life that ain't right, if you've got an Ishmael in your life, why do you think God would want to heal you? Well, I see that went over real good. We've got something that ain't right with God, but yet we want, we want God to heal us, but we don't want to get rid of our Ishmael. It's that little thing that torments you. It's like a festering, something that festers, and it's all the time on you. But see, when we come for prayer, we should say, now, Lord, cleanse me of any unrighteousness that I have. Now, I'm going to ask you, Lord, I'm going to come for prayer. Now, I'm going to ask you this, Lord. If there's anything in my life that's not right, if I've got an meal, I want you to get rid of it. I'm going to ask you now to remove it from me. And you know what happens? Healing starts happening. Now, you know, when we had our little church, Ramona, when we come, we didn't have nothing. You know, started with nothing, $42. I'm going to share this with you and the audience out there. We've been here 24 years, and we started with $42. But we started because God told us to come. We got a piece of property here that prays for $1.4 million. $1.4 million. We owe $175,000 on it. Do you know today that we've almost got enough money in the bank to pay that off?
0: Yeah. Great job. Great job.
1: Why does something like that happen? It's because we've been obedient to the call and we've had wonderful people that's come. Hadn't been nothing I've done, but we've had wonderful people that've come. But I'm going to share something with you. Ramona, I don't know if you remember this or not. It's getting late. Can I go just go another minute? I'm going to share this with you. Ramona was playing one Sunday morning in that little storefront. Now, Santa Claus and his wife, that's him back there, was on the back row of the church. Now, before church happened that day, I was in my office there at that little building. And I've told this story, but I'm going to tell it again. I was there by myself, and this guy drove up in an old car. I looked out the window. It had, had a woman and a little girl in there. This guy comes in, and he says, Pastor, he said, I work at the stockyard in Lafayette. And he said, I'm going to ask you, you know, if you could. I got paid this week, and it took all of my money to pay my rent. Do you have any money? I could get some food for my, for my family. I said, sir. I said, we don't keep no money here uh, at the church. I said, I don't have anything. He said, if you got any work I can do or something I can do to make some money. So finally, I said, I just felt. I said, no. Nah. I said, look. I reached in my pocket and I don't know how much money I had, but I said, here. I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you this money here. Might have been forty, fifty dollars. I don't remember. But he said, I said, I'm gonna give you this money here and go buy your family some food. He said, "Uh, Pastor, can I pray with you? He reached across my desk and grabbed my hand and prayed a prayer that Billy Graham had never prayed. He prayed a prayer that came from the throne room of heaven, a vagabond man that was stinking and filthy. And he prayed... And left. That Sunday morning, we come to have church. Ramona is praying, playing. She's worshiping. We're worshiping. In that little building, smaller than this, in that little building. All of a sudden, while she's while she's playing, the power of God come into that church. Am I? Was you? Do you remember it, Brother John? You're sitting on the back row. The power of God come into that church. Nobody touched nobody. Nobody laid hands on nobody. Nobody done anything. And they started falling like the, just like cordwood all across that church. Hit the floor. Nobody touched them. Nobody prayed for them or anything. Well, needless to say, we had church. See, when the Holy Ghost will move, you don't have to Preach. Well, we had church on the way home. My wife drove her car. I'm I'm behind her driving. We're going to Cross Plains, Tennessee, and I'm praying. I said, God, I don't understand how you could do that today. It's so awesome just to see God and the presence of God move. And God spoke an audible voice to me, and I hit my wife in the back. She was stopped at a stop sign, and, and I hit her in the rear. And God said, if you hadn't have fed the man, oh, my God. If you hadn't have fed the man, I couldn't have done this for you. You know what God wants? He wants His people to start eating at His table. He wants you hungry enough that you'll come to His table and eat. That's what He wants. And He wants to do that for you. But for us to walk in the favor of God, you must let your Ishmael go. All of us have got things that we need to let go of. And God wants to do something supernatural. Now, every every stand real quickly with me. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm going to ask you this in this church today. We're going to see the Holy Spirit move here in just a minute. But you here today and you say, Pastor, there's a miracle that I need in my body. I've prayed, I've prayed, I've prayed, I've prayed. But you understand that when the anointing of God is is, is present, that God can do more in a couple of minutes than we can do in days and days and days. Uh, Bob Harper, uh, God's going to loose your ear. God just spoke to me. Come right here just a minute.